Ireland behind, four bouts to nil. To the USSR here at a packed national stadium in Dublin. And we're at welterweight with Frank Young looking for Ireland's first victory of the night against Eugenie Frolov of the USSR. And Young goes in on top of him but catches a real smacker there, right to the jaw and then a left from the Russian, taps him and puts him away. Young just can't set up an opening here. And when he can, the Russian is very quick to cover up. A little bit of holding. But they get away with him. This time Young does catch him with a right to the jaw. And another right. A beautiful right by Young. He's trying to press home his advantage now. Left, right from Young. And the crowd standing to the Belfast man now. How can Frank Young do it? Can he pull the spider out of the bag? He catches a scorching left hook himself on the jaw. But he's full of fight, Frank. And he senses he's a chance. Clash of heads there. Handley get Molly, if I handle it, sugar. Oh, no, it's not pretty positive. Hmm? Not pretty sugar. Mm -hmm. So when you hit with them, Patrick, the jab is excellent. So you do your jab, you know what I mean? Me and walk out behind the jab, bang, bang. And then you transfer it, you know, from this one over. Use that, and then you throw all the... the same hook. round? Yeah, yeah, keep changing, interchanging. Put on this power, you know what I mean? And then speed, you know, you have to make sure you get your jab. You're in distance when you throw the jab. Don't hesitate either. Yeah. If you're in distance, let it go. You understand that? Yeah. They okay. won't hesitate. Anymore. I'll say you won't. Once that boxer gets out of his corner, strolls up into the centre and, you know, touches gloves with uh, the other guy, I mean, that is it. All the conversations, all the advice, all the training, all the mentor assistance you've had, it's gone. It's finished. You're there and it's you and you and all your demons and all your, your mind and whatever it's telling you, your confidence or your low self-esteem, it's all just you. And uh, I mean, even in, in between rounds, you go back to your uh, corner. And but I mean, all your trainer can say to you is, you know, try and tell you you're doing the best you can. But obviously, I can't speak from experience, but I can imagine that must be one of the most scary things to go back from a corner when you know you're losing a fight and to have like five different people shouting in your ear and pouring water over you and getting you with the towel and, and telling you, you know, you can do this thing. And you could be just sitting there and going like, I can't or... Yeah, I can, but I mean, you can't help me, you know. You are totally on your own. Boxing is surely the most natural and instinctive sport. So there's no tools or implements required in it. But if you take it from a four- or five-year-old child, they're out in the street playing and they're punching each other. So even at that stage, they'd earn it without ever going near a ring. And formalised boxing if you like is simply uh, an extension of that and harnessing it. it it is the most basic thing that man can do really use his hands it's what man can do and man, man has been doing it for centuries and centuries before there were tools or implements or sporting equipment and man will continue to do it so much so that I mean that's why I'm personally convinced they will never ban boxing Well, for me, I think that's what the most exciting thing about it is. It's just two people 
it's almost like going back in history, you know. You think of when there wasn't such things as guns or or as knives or anything. And if you were pissed off with someone, annoyed with somebody, um, what other way had you to express that? And to, you know, if someone was on your patch, if someone was trying to, you know, mate with your partner, what other way did you have? And it's that sort of deep down sort of um, grittiness that's that's kind of attractive about it. And I mean, you see them and, and you see two boxes in a ring when they're, you can see, so tired and all they want to do is fall down and they just can't because there's everything riding on this one fight. And they're falling onto each other and their head might be on the other person's shoulder and he's leaning on him. And you can get into the sense, I mean, you just, it's the smells and the the sounds of all that, that rawness about it, you know, where you can just they become almost like the same because they're both feeling as tired as the other one's feeling. They're both hurting as bad. I mean, if it, if it's an even evenly matched contest, and that is is some is quite an I don't know. It's an exciting um, image, you know. And I think you know that's what's very. Uh, it sounds very strange, but it is appealing about it. With a boxer, particularly a pro boxer. It's not like golf or tennis. If you lose a tournament this week, you move on to Monte Carlo the next week or Stockholm and you get another bite at the cherry. If a boxer loses one fight, the wrong fight, his entire livelihood, his family's income, everything is gone. I don't think, don't think any other sportsman puts so much on the line, you know, in just one event. we had a few successes um, in the county Dublins and this year then we had uh, Paddy Denner he's gone he won the leagues and then he went into county Dublins and he won the county Dublins and qualified for the all Owens. so there was three weighed in the weight and he's lucky we got a boy into the final. So Saturday night coming, he'll be in the final. And uh, we hope he does very well. Result in just a moment. A result slips going over to announcer Frank Bannon now, and we'll have the result any moment here at the stadium. Remember, Russia leading 4 0. Here's the result. Ireland have won a boat. Ireland have won. It's 4-1 in the international. Frank Young has beaten Eugenie Frolov. And with the applause of the stadium ringing in our ears, we say good night from the National Stadium Dublin from Harry Perry and Jimmy McGee. That's pretty good, Dave. Make him walk. That's it. Make him walk, David. Make him walk. That's the way. Make him walk. Come on. Come on, Patrick. Get that jab going. Step in with it. That's it. Step in. That's very good. Come on. 
Keep them straight, Paddy, and don't just kill it. Let it go, snap it. Come on. There's no other sport that you exert yourself so much in such a short it, time. Even though you've trained four hours every week, you could train in two-hour session for three nights, for four nights a week. But when it comes to the actual combat in the ring, your energy drains so fast, it's unbelievable. So you have to be really, really fit for the box. And getting in the ring, you're only cutting yourself unless you're 100% fit. Because you won't fool your coach and you certainly won't fool yourself. You might try to, but that's the only one you got. Well, actually, the only one you have fooling is yourself because you're not prepared. And never, never think that you're going to outsmart the coach, or, you know, because the coach will know right away whether you're fit, what you've done the night before. Each night they come into a gym to train, you will know that individual because how he has behaved through the day or the night or whatever. Because it, it shows when they start training. One, two. One, two, three. Jab. Jab with a hook. Jab with a hook going to left. That's it. One, two, three, four. start the oldest cliche in boxing is the best fighter is a hungry fighter guys who need the money who have no other opportunity if you take take for instance the 92 Olympics Michael Carruth and Wayne McCullough they both subsequently went pro Um, Michael Carruth was really and I certainly don't mean this in any derogatory way to him or anything like that he's a personal friend of mine but Michael Carruth was never going to be a world champion. Uh, well, certainly not with any of the certainty that Wayne McCullough was. Because Michael had the security of a good career in the army. He had a fallback position. He simply wasn't hungry enough. McCullough, on the other hand, coming from Belfast and the times and the troubles and all that, McCullough basically never worked a day in his life. And there was never much prospect that he would. So boxing was the the only chance he had, the only escape. And also, too, I think it's indicative of their their commitment, really, their varying commitment. Michael chose to stay at home in Dublin when McCullough went to America because he wanted it bad enough and he realised, if you want to learn something, go to the best possible school. My name is Seamus Dowdall and I am from Acorn's Place. And, um, what did I get? Um, my favourite boxer is Prince Nazim. I need boxing because I want to get fit. To me, there isn't 
a difference between women's boxing and boxing. Obviously, I'm not denying the gender. I'm not saying that women are as strong as men. I'm not saying men are whatever as women. But what I'm saying is that it doesn't matter. Uh, it's the same way as if you ask about what you think about women's athletics. I mean, you, it's athletics and women do it and men do it. I mean, it's boxing and women can do it and men can do it. Obviously, it's going to be a completely different sport. The same way, you know, the men's marathon... Ten, men's tennis is much different to women's tennis. People sometimes don't like women's tennis because it's slower and that's their choice. When boxing is eventually, which it will be, um, accepted as a, as a woman's sport as well, there'll be a lot of people saying, and a lot of women saying, oh, you know, I don't really like women's boxing because I don't find it aggressive enough, I don't find it strong enough for whatever reasons. Um, and they will say that anyway. Uh, I think there's the, the, the argument that women are the fairer sex, they're they're weaker, they're, it's not natural for them to do it. I just find all that quite offensive. Um, it's like when, when the debate was going on in England recently, um, <clears throat> Henry Cooper came out with a great line. He said, uh, women are for loving, not for hitting. And, you know, people could say, well, that's that's a very admirable um, sentiment. And I'm sure Henry Cooper meant it in a very admirable way. But what he's essentially saying is that women have their place, their places to be loved and to be looked after and to be taken care of and to have babies and um, not to do anything else. And that's all they can do. Whereas obviously, I mean, women have proved that over the years and most men would agree that that's not the case. And that if women have a desire to fight like their male counterparts do, then there shouldn't be any reason, there isn't any reason why there shouldn't. I mean, there's health risks and there are different health uh, risks than there are with men. But as long as all that is taken care of in a very strict manner, I don't see what the problem is. I would be very much a traditionalist and I suppose by instinct I would basically be not in favour of it. But at the same time, I accept that the basic argument in defence of men's boxing, the basic response to the abolitionists is the freedom of choice one to consenting adults. Now, you cannot apply that to men's boxing and not apply it to women's. I suppose that's the bottom line. Whether you're a man or a woman, it's in you to be aggressive and to hate and to have these feelings that make you physically want to reach out. And um, I mean, if people can love, they can they can be aggressive as well. I mean, it just it stands to reason. We all know we have arguments with somebody or somebody really annoys us. You know, you do have to restrain yourself because your your immediate reaction is to go. And like a lot of people, they will, will hit their table or they'll hit their wall because obviously it's not socially acceptable to go punching someone. But there is definitely this thing inside everybody that, you know, it, it could be unleashed. Um, and I think that's why, uh, well, well, girls I've, sp- I've spoken to who, who uh, fight, they find it a great release. I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of women who would go off and do their nine-to-five jobs and then go into the gym at night and just beat the hell out of a, a ball or, you know, something uh, or somebody else and feel afterwards, yes, and be able to just relax got it all out. I mean, it's a real 90s type of thing, you know, stressful jobs and, you know, you have to have a release Um and I think it's a great way for people to, apart from the sport itself, but just as as a, as a way of keeping fit and a way of um, building your confidence and just releasing this energy that I think everybody has. And if it's pent up, I'm not saying it could be dangerous, but it's probably more healthy to release it in a in a controlled fashion and in a good way rather than just keep it inside you. 
yeah, Paddy's in the ring now and he's having a little spar with the split. And they're, uh, they're going through the motions of uh, what's going to happen when he meets his opponent in the ring tomorrow night. But we, we hope the reaction that he has now will come good for him tomorrow in, in the bill. So he's just got to keep himself together, get his jab, walk behind his jab. And uh, Dave has the experience, you know, for the, what he said, he won't get hurt, you know. So they just watch each other. And uh, you see he's talking to him now, he's explaining to him what to expect when it's see. As he threw that one, that was good, but he, he, as he done that, he dropped his guard, so he has to, he has to be careful with that. Yeah. He's moving pretty good, see now, and he's, he's moving pretty good, his footwork is coming good now. See, when, when he was boxing forward, he was out of distance, and he wasn't, it doesn't look good when you're out, you're know, just thrown at nothing. It looks like I said now, see that, he's hitting there, that's what, that's what he's got to do. That's what you got to do, Patrick, step in. That's the way, now don't, you're overreaching, see, you've got to move in, come on. Don't overreach. Move in. That's it. The knockout is obviously the most dramatic part of boxing. and It's probably the most dramatic thing in any sport, or among the most dramatic anyway. Um... It obviously explains the general appeal in boxing because, as I said already, the great attraction really is that nobody knows what's going to happen next. Oh, you can think and you can forecast and sometimes you'll be right, but, I mean, sometimes you will be stunningly upset. Uh, there was a great great English boxing writer, Frank Butler. Um, he is, or at least was, in the Guinness Book of Records for having the most travelled typewriter in the world. His... Well, I'd been all over the world. But I remember hearing on... Uh, do you remember Desert Island Discs? And this would be going back. This would be back in the 60s. And Ray Plumley was still doing it. And I remember hearing him on this. And you know the way they talk in between their selection of records. Uh, Ray Plumley said to him, you have covered something like um, 63 different sports in 97 different countries. Like some really high figures like that. But you have never wavered in your number one vote for boxing. He said, why is that? I'll never forget Butler's answer, short and sweet. He said, well, as you say, I've done 63 sports in 97 different countries. But never at any of them, anywhere, did I ever come across one that gets you out of your seat quicker than boxing. You can be sitting there and even in a dull fight, something happens, one punch and maybe 10,000 people are on their feet before they even know what's happened. When somebody gets knocked out, that's probably the most exciting part of a, a boxing fight for me. Uh, because before that, it's been like a game and cat and mouse and it's a, they're dancing around each other and they're teasing each other and they get a good shot in here and another one there and that's all very well. But when you see that someone has... Um, got another person to the stage where they just can't take it anymore and when that final blow comes in that it's actually the bit before they get knocked out that I find really interesting when you can see in their eyes and this sounds terrible but you can see that they're just shaking you actually can see they're not there anymore that's the first thing you can see their head something not there and then you look at their their legs and they're wobbling a bit and you see they're, they're not bouncing and you can sort of see well even if he wasn't it that guy I mean it's a moment when you just go he's gone 
that's it, he's gone. And then when that, that shot comes in the next time and he goes down, it's just, I don't know, there's just something very real about it. And you've seen it coming. But I mean, then there's a different one where you haven't seen it coming where the other guy looks fine and he's going along and you think, oh, he's got a great chance here. And then bam, and he's gone. And that's like the unexpected part of it. That's exciting as well. So there's a few different ways that it's uh, interesting. I like the wobbly one, actually. <laughs> Actually, I should have found him for it. Yeah. But it's not. If you tell them, you know, uh, when you tell them something, they should be here, you know. I'll give them a call. I'll give you this. It's The importance of it, you know, the importance of uh, coming to the gym, putting in the walk, and, and, uh, the dedication uh, pays off you know it's grand in the end okay so some they might be uh, may not win may not win a title they may not do it but at least they're, they're getting involved alright Patty feeling alright yeah. we have Patrick here now Patty say a few words here before you decide how you feel this morning after your session yesterday Thank you. feel great Looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, can't wait for it. Don't say too much, Em. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go on, say how you're feeling. You're excited and all that shit. You're excited, you're happy, I can't wait for it. Get, yeah, can't wait for the, the All Ireland's. I want to do well in it. How do you think it'll do? I think I'll do pretty well anyway. Be fit? Yeah. But he had that session yesterday, he had a good session yesterday, you know, so it's like, don't you, Paddy? Yeah. So there you go, ahead, then we you go and get ready, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Pushing 15. I think there's an element of the peacock about uh, boxers and I mean especially look at someone like Chris Eubank uh, and even Steve Collins to a certain extent when he you know started hanging around with the the wolf and Irish wolf and the cane and all that sort of stuff I think yeah it is because it's all about prowess in terms of your strength and it's about saying you know if you're going to get down to the sort of basics of it it's it's saying I'm better than you I'm better than you and in the physical sense, I can beat you. I can, you know, get you to the ground and I can, you know, I can show everyone that I'm stronger. And I mean, it's, it's, it, I mean, it goes back to the playground. I mean, why do, why do little boys fight in the playground? Because it's just, it's normal. It's a normal instinct. It's um, the bigger ones want to get the weaker ones and uh, the weaker ones often have to be funny or have some other way or smart or to get out of things where the bigger ones are going to uh, just hit out and that's how they'll win their battles. The fighting Irish, I think, unfortunately, I think is something of a bet. Um, 
I think it was true, but I think it's outdated. And I think that's down to society and it's down to the the fact again, like, that Gad, the best fighter is a hungry fighter. Um, the Celtic Tiger, well, I, I think I think the thing was dying off long before that, but I think the Celtic Tiger has probably delivered the, the final knockout punch. People are not hungry enough. Oh, sure, and hopefully you'll always get exceptions, but by and large, they're not hungry enough. And the fighting Irish, don't forget, the, the very term developed, not in Ireland, it developed in America in the latter part of the last century and the early part of this one. The immigrant ships, guys were hungry, literally penniless. The only way they had a chance of anything was fight. But society has changed. and It's changing all over the world because like America itself has the same problem. Um, the blacks now are totally dominant in boxing. And that is, I mean, that's not a racist comment or anything, it's, it's simply a fact of life. And it's because, again, society has changed in America. The whites, by and large, are not hungry enough. They're going to college now, they're going to university degrees, they're going, you know, they're not hungry enough. Um, I mean, it's no coincidence that nowadays the dominant countries in boxing are still the poor ones. Mexico, Panama, Argentina, and uh, the Far East. My name is Patrick Sharkey from uh, County Donegal. I'm uh, 18 years of age. And I've been boxing in Matt Talbot Boxing Club now for, um, well, since September. I'm down in college down here. And I've had about, uh, about 50 fights, I would say. And I've won about 40 of them. And uh, I've won three All-Ireland titles from Youth 1. Youth 2 and Junior. And uh, this year I've stepped up to intermediate level where I reached the semi-final but lost. And uh, hopefully next year I'll have more luck in the, in the 81 category in the intermediates. And uh, my favourite boxer from, from the past would be Muhammad Ali because uh, of his ability and his charisma. And that's why I liked him. On the characters, Nazim and Eubank, they are all just clones and imitations and relatively poor imitations of, of Ali who was the supreme sporting character I, I, I would suggest in any sport to use his own phrase I got the best known face on the planet and I don't think anyone can doubt that grannies, granddads, everybody knew who Ali was and is of course he he basically reinvented the sport. When when Ali came along, even his style was outrageous. The very idea that, that you would hold your hands down by your side and invite people to hit you. But his reflexes were so superb, he simply just leaned back. Um, he was not, believe it or not, he was not technically a great boxer. I mean, Ali, throughout his entire career, never knew how to infight. You watch any fight of Ali's, and when he gets inside, he just holds or backs onto the ropes. Um, but he, like his other attributes, his other advantages far outweighed. I, I, I think the marvellous thing about Ali was wherever the problem, Ali would find a solution. And that's why, just in a purely personal opinion, I think Ali would have beaten any world champion. Um, he could outbox the boxers. 
I'm not saying he could outslug the sluggers, but he could outwit them. George Foreman, the rumble in the jungle, that's a classic example. I mean, Foreman will actually admit to this day that he could have got up. And that's not the same thing as saying he threw the fight or ducked. But he admits that he could have got back up on his feet. But he knew he was only coming back up for more of the same humiliation. And he knew he'd be back down again in another 10 seconds or so. Ali could, as I say, he could outthink the thinkers. But, I mean, nobody could think in a ring like Ali. Nobody. I'm experienced now, professional. Jaws been broke, been knocked, knocked down a couple of times. Bad. Been chopping trees. I done something new for this fight. I done wrestled with an alligator. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. I think when most people think of boxing, they think of Muhammad Ali. I mean, he's the image. He personifies it for a lot of people, um, and deservedly so. I mean, he just dominated it for uh, so long. And he was just... It's something that I, I just think is so important about boxing and w why people get so into it. It's the personalities involved. And you you can love the personalities and you can hate them. But, I mean, that's what that's what part of it is. And with Muhammad Ali, I mean, there was that love-hate thing as well. But most people could just see that he was a one in a million person as well as a fighter. And he was just an, a true original, which I think gains respect in any field, music, whatever, if you're original. And he was. And he had the flair and the panache to carry off these amazing... Um, and he had just such great language and a great way about him. Um, and you know they talk about the analogy like of boxing like dancing and he probably personifies that more than anyone else where he literally you know you know pirouetted across the ring and uh, it was just so graceful and so wonderful to watch that I mean you know you don't have to be a boxing fan to see that you can just it's just amazing what he did and how confident he was and how he pulled it off and, and that's a very very sad story as well because you look at him now and and then it's, you know, that's what boxing did to a, a person, somebody who was so well loved. And I mean, he still is, obviously, but he was just such a, a brilliant person. And he's been reduced to someone who's who, you know, instead of retiring nicely and living a, a nice life, which he is as well. I mean, he's still, you know, he's impaired. He's been impaired um, irredeemably by boxing. And that's very sad. So this is the flip side of it. But I mean, I think he's one of the most well loved figures ever in sport. And you always will be. Yeah. My name's Patrick Denham. I'm 14 years of age. I'm from Pearsley. Fighting tomorrow night for the All-Ireland Finals. And I'm weighed in at 71 kilos. And I'm boxing just over three years for Bernie Ingle. I hope we win tomorrow night. At the moment, Patrick's warming up now because there's only two more fights and then he'll be out there doing the business. He looks sorry. Right. A bit uptight for the natural Tony. They have a bit, you know, a bit nervous. If he didn't have that, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be human. So... He's uh, he pretty good. He looks, he's out there getting his training. So it's up to him now. We can, our job is finished at the moment that we get in, get in the ring. 
and then when he comes back after each round we can see what happens and maybe we'll have a bit of luck. Okay Patrick. It's like you're feeling inspired, right? Let them go. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Just let them go. That's it, exactly. Get your money. Hello, and welcome to the final bout of the National Boys Championship Finals here at the National Stadium in Dublin. And this is the decider at 71 kilograms. Patrick Denon in red here, 14 years old, lives in Pier Street, and representing one of the most famous of all old Dublin clubs, the Matt. Talbot Club, situated on City Quay. And his opponent comes from Galway. A Galway that has been very much in the news in recent years with the exploits of Francis Barrett at the Olympic Games. This is Thomas Noon. Thomas has had 33 competitive fights. Patrick Denon has only had three. So at this level, or indeed at any level of amateur boxing, a difference of 30 bouts is immense. Now let's see what young Patrick can do. He's doing very well. He's boxing very well. Boxing very cool. Nice and cool. He's boxing and he's catching him well. He just have to move away from his man. He's on a, a good leg. He's getting over his jab and his jab. He's doing very well. In comes Noon again, but he's wild with his left lead and even wilder with a following right hand and caused no trouble at all to Patrick Denon. Denon dances away over in the neutral corner, has to take a right hand, but covers himself up pretty well, uses his elbows to uh, protect his ribcage, the bell, and the end of round one. And the second who's with Patrick Denon in the Matt Talbot corner is a very famous name in Irish amateur boxing, indeed in boxing in general, Bernie Ingle. Way back when this very national stadium in Dublin was first constructed, 1939, it was uh, the first and only purpose-built boxing stadium in the world for the European Championships. And the first European champion that night was a man called Jimmy Ingle. And that Ingle family name has gone right down in the annals. Indeed, the man who now looks after the great Nassim Hamad, the self-styled prince, is Brendan Ingle. And again, it's a continuation of this Ingle dynasty. So if Patrick Denon is looking for good advice, he's certainly going to get it. The one big thing against young Patrick is lack of experience. But there's certainly no lack of skill, no lack of effort, and his heart, well, we take that as red. Okay, give us that. Give us the gun tree. Give us the gun tree. Six one for here, beautiful. Huh? Yeah, six, 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 six
Fifth guy, Daddy, six one. After the first one, he'll have the goalie to clap us. And a right hand there for, uh, catches Denham, catches him right on the fist. And that might have worried him because he takes another left hook. And now he has to give ground. His back is up against the ropes. And Newen realises that this may be it. And the referee steps in. It's a count for Patrick Denham. But how well schooled he is, keeping his hands up, even when the fight has stopped. Showing the referee that he's all there, knows what's going on. The referee has counted. And away they go. He'll be stopped. Now it's looking bad for Paddy at the minute. But they're taking a the few. See, he's standing up. You want to get down, please? Come on, Paddy! Come on! Good boy. They'll probably stop it. If they don't, they'll stop it. Come on, that's it, Paddy. Let it go. Let them go, Patrick. Jesus. That's it. Good boy. Come on. Come on, Paddy! Come on, Patty, get him down. Two hands, Patty, for God's sake. Don't be going back. Noon realises he's got the chance now to win this one against Denham from Matt Talbot. And again, Noon piling on the pressure, throwing four punches. But he's been told by the referee that not to fling one out with the back of his glove, he must punch with the white knuckle part of the glove. And now he's trying to catch up, thinking about catching Patrick Denon again. One or two more punches and the referee just might call a premature halt at this. But a very nice right lead and a lovely left hand from Denon. But then he can't keep up the momentum and he's pushed into a corner, into a neutral corner. Referee steps between them again. Breakout. Now Denon must be encouraged by the last right hand he threw, but he catches a right coming in. The referee pushes Noon away, and it's a count again for Patrick Denon. And the Galway man's young supporters are ecstatic in the crowd because they realise that this one is very near an end. In fact, it is now officially ended. And the winner is Thomas Noon from Galway, the boys' 71 kilogram champion of 1998. Yeah, yeah. Look at the bag now. You're not going to be ashamed of us, son. I'm sure you're going to keep you in the mouth, you know? Yeah. Right. Aye, do you have this? Fucking... That's the way. Don't be considerate. You take it as it is. Aye, I'm not. You lose. You're giving the wrong medal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the wrong medal to get you. Oh, gave you a gold medal. That's it. You said it, Paddy. You, you, you said it as experience. It is that, experience. That lad is boxing the last four years yeah. in these championships. Yeah. You know, the fights yeah. he has, he's probably yeah. 40, 40 fights. No, it's an awful lot. You poured fight in the finals of it all. There's nothing to be ashamed of, Patrick, honestly. Yeah, yeah. You get the bags for us, Patrick. Hi, Patrick. The Lewis's dressing room literally is the, the loneliest place, not just in boxing, but I'd say in the sporting world. Uh, in football, for instance, you have teammates that can at least share the load, whether they're prepared to accept it or not is another matter. But they're, they're there anyway for it to be passed on to. Um, as I said already, if you're a golfer or a tennis player or whatever and you lose, okay, you pack your suitcase and you move on to Monte Carlo or Rome or Venice and you have another crack at it next week. But you lose you lose a fight and you're totally on your own, you know. I mean, the, the manager would always, would invariably say, we... We are going to fight this. We are going to fight that. 
but when you're in there, hey, when you're in the ring on your own, you're taking the punches, not the manager. When you're back in the dressing room and you've been beaten, the nicest, kindest, most understanding manager in the world isn't going to change the situation for you. 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 6-1 